Cool 97 Radio Singles live on the Nation School Est Cool 97 FM Tonight's topic when things don't go as planned or expected when things don't go as planned or expected what do we do what do you do what's the if what's what's the what's the ethical and what's the moral and what's the right thing to do You know what you would do? Let's, let's, hear what, uh, let's hear what Trevor has to Trevor say. Is. So Trevor E. Smith is with us uh, tonight. Trevor? Hi. Uh, Hi. Hi, Dre. Yes, sir. Hi, Trevor. And I just moved to the side <laughs> to listen to what Dre says. I want to hear what he has to say. Because he says that he knows what he wants to do. He knows what he's going to do. And what yeah, he... Want, We were t- we, Dre, so what did you um what 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 were your thoughts? I know Trevor wasn't listening oh, before. Trevor wasn't listening before. Yeah, I mean, for me, I remember I was saying that you know um I don't really change the end goal. I don't change what I want to achieve, but what I will change is 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 how I get to it. How I get you know the the, the means by which. Um, I choose to achieve the goal that I'm trying to to get to. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. That's what I said to him. Good stuff. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I'm like that too. Um, just go back to the drawing board and try to get to yeah. the goal. Um, yeah. Look back at um, my disappointments. Um, not to see them as disappointments, but to look at them as... Um, lessons learned mm-hmm. and, 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 and move forward. Sometimes you have to take a day or two and kind of <laughs> 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 just what they call, shake it off. Yeah. 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 But, but you, you, you garner that strength um, to move forward mm-hmm. as Dresa keep the end goal inside. So we want to say thank you and good evening to our friends joining us by the World Wide Web. Um, D Music Purpose 7715 Sheba 12 Oh Lord dear Sheba I'm always saying 123 and it's 1345 joining us I know that principal and I get to understand that we have a vice principal now inside the Mixelar chat room is it um, Ian that has been appointed VP of the um of 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 the Mixelar chat room inside Singles Live um thank you so much Um, Shay 48, still principal, manning the chat room for us. We thank you so much. So tonight, Mara, thank you so much for joining us. And for those persons who are listening via the good old radio, we appreciate you. And we know that you are listening um, silently. Thank you so much, as always, for keeping Cool 97 FM in your ear. We know that some of you um, not sleeping well. And so we're here to keep your company. And hopefully, um, even though we want you to stay up with us, we don't mind you falling asleep and getting some good rest. So let's start. 
when things don't go as expected or as planned. As I said before, some people lose sleep, some people get miserable, some people get angry. Um, let me just start um, by, by doing this. Um, one thing that we know for sure um, that this applies to all of us, um, there is something or some event in our lives that has not turned out the way we expected, desire, or planned. And as human, our reality is that we do not um, we do not have full control over the things that happen um, to us, around us. Uh, sometimes the outcome is disappointing and even frustrating. Uh, when things do not go as expected or as desired, um, many of us wear faces, as I said before, that portray harassment, stress, tiredness, a general look that says life is hard, really hard. And I'm going to throw something in that some of us even get cross, angry, and miserable. Yes. Yes, we do. We take out our frustration on somebody or something. And um, during this pandemic, our frustrations are being taken out on women and children. Now, Trevor, you can pick up from there, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, as you said, this is something that's going to happen to us. Yeah. We, we can't predict exactly what's going to happen in the future mm -hmm. and sometimes um, the plans that we have the thoughts we have in our minds the desires just don't turn out the way that we wanted it to and one of the things apart from what you just mentioned uh, we tend to also ask why you know mm -hmm. why but I that's mean... why it's not so much a fact finding why also, you know, let us unpack this and to see where the challenges were, where we went wrong, and so on. It's more like, I mean, <laughs> whatever answer we get to that why is not immediately acceptable to us. In our, you know, um, we expected this, we are disappointed, and we ask ourselves why. Whatever comes back to us is not tasty for us you know we you know we just upset we just want what we wanted so that is one tendency that we have um so there tends to be some negative thinking um or frailty you know is exposed and somehow or another and this is why we're doing this tonight there is a push for negative thoughts to come into our mind. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Not everybody like you, Andre. No, but Jenda is still working. Jenda is still working who, on it. Who rational and says, okay. You better well, say I you, Trevor. Achieve my goal. <laughs> um, so therefore, I'm going to recalculate and come back from the other angle. And everybody says, no. No, sir. We know that. We're working, working on it. As I mentioned, I said, take a couple of days. We never say, how long of a days? We don't say take a couple of days to kind of shake it up and regroup and come yeah. again. We never say how much days you don't remember that. <laughs> it could have been 365. Could have, could have been, 
and have some kind of a readiness for that. Yeah. So let us say we prepare, we spend all the time and get coaching for your child to get into the best school with Pep. <laughs> and then it's not turn out that way. <laughs> Don't. I mean, what it went to? This is a reality. They did not get the school they wanted. As a matter of fact, the school that they're placing for you is distress. Make sure in your mind somewhere when you're training them and you're going and getting excited as to what life is going to be like in this wonderful school that you wanted them to get into, allow for something in your back of your mind to understand that might not turn out that way. That's all I'm saying. So that you're not crippled, you're not overwhelmed when what you wanted didn't turn out. So Dre, meet this dream person and envision life of, you know, wonder for eternity, you know. What is not turn out right? What is he going to say? You know all the songs, I can't live without you. Yes, you can. What you say? So that's, that's where I want to get to that. Don't get to those kinds of situations where there's no future if it didn't turn out exactly the way that I want to. That, so that's a starting point. Here, here is something that I would like to just share with people. Um, it's a thought. When you have done all you can do, you know, you have tried everything, you do everything, whatever it is. Then the only thing left is to change your mindset. So you wanted this, that working out, you try everything else, no, change your mindset. Look at it from another angle. It might be that you have to accept the reality because you have done everything. Mindset. Have a willingness for things not to turn out the way that you expect. And yet still you can function. Mm-hmm. One of the, 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 the two words that, it, I mean, you have one there that says um, adjust. And I'm thinking um, also adapt adapt yeah. so you adapt to the to the ever-changing times and um and when you put adapt and mindset in the same sentence mm-hmm. and when a person can adapt to especially change um it is a it, it, it is one of the signs of um of a healthy mindset um with trevor it is adaptation as a human being to the ever-changing times in our lives it's that the person is healthy mentally that's a part of mental health to be able to make the necessary adaptations in life you just had yep. to throw that in the fancy word they use you know is resilience resilient you know so all leaders need to be resilient yeah that's what it is resilience yeah, but really resilient, but something that yeah. our, our listeners are, are they're having a conversation inside the Mixelar chat room. Okay. Yes, as an adult, um, we might be able to adapt 
to change our mindset. But how do we, and, and, and you may not be able to, 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 to delve into this, it's just me throwing this out there to our listeners. How do we then help our children to make this adaptation and adjustments? Because we are in a world where our children don't adapt that easily. Maybe something that we as parents are doing wrong. I don't know. Maybe we allow them to only see the dreamy side of, 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 of things and not the reality of things. We, 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 we paint a picture of, 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 of the grass is always green, the light is always on, food is yeah. always in the house. Um, for most of our children, um, we grow them in a particular way. And so when things change, and it's something that I'm noticing, when things change for, um, for children, most of them in today's society, they do not adapt well. They don't know how to. Because that's all they're used to. Because that is all they were used to. So we have never said to them, um, no, mommy and daddy cannot afford to give you this. We out there as parents really pushing it. Mm -hmm. They probably picked for a school and we never said to them, if you don't get into that school, this is, these are the other options yeah. that you have. So they have a mindset that this is where I'm going and this is where I'm going to go. Nothing else can go wrong or they don't expect the unexpected. Yep. Bigger part of it as well is, is that we don't allow them to make their decisions. All the decisions for them. That is where the problem is. So, you know, we don't allow them to make their decisions. They make mistakes and see what it is. They make this mistake, what you do. So even if you talk about the truth in the school, mm -hmm. is the parents choose the school? No man, you can't go to what you That's not a right school to go to. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where our, you know, grandfather went. You know, father went. No man, tradition. You have to go there. Those kind of things. What I'm just saying is that we don't equip them uh, to make decisions, That's allow right. them to equipped. make choices, and so therefore, um, when they find themselves. In, in difficulty, or mm -hmm. they, they don't know how to adapt because no. they, they, they have not got through that process of of how to make decisions. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a big part of it. <clears throat> so a lot yeah, of us are you, not adapting well. As you mentioned, um, picking schools, I was disappointed. I didn't get into the school I wanted to go. You know, I didn't know mm -hmm. how to cope with it. But then, the school that I got into. You know, a lot of my friends were going there, so I had that to look forward to. Mm -hmm. So that kind of yeah. you change your mindset. Yeah, kind of helped to help I, you to I, change I your mindset for all female schools. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I did like on, on the paper. Mm -hmm. I applied for Immaculate Queen. You really wanted to go Andrews. to the? So I did. I wanted to be the only guy at an all girls school. Yeah, you know, easy enough. And I, did, I didn't get through. <laughs> I wanted to change the status quo, you know? Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? I'm sure that you went there even when you were not going there. Uh, um, yeah, I'm but it's not the same. It's not the same, AJ. That's what I'm saying. All righty then. So mindset, a wonderful thing to acquire. 
All right. All right. Let's, let's move on. So the next step. So we talk about your mindset. That that willingness to accept what is inevitable, which is change, which is disappointment. Mindset. Second thing is, this is a hard one, no? Right? Is <laughs> seriously analyze what is our role in the situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, usually when the disappointment comes, we start to look around for where to place the blame. So there's a temptation to rush into the blame game, even if it is blame ourselves. Huh? So, we want to know yeah, who's fault. That's it. That's that's his first question. Whose fault? Um, and what is their contribution? What is it that they did to cause this to happen? We're looking outside first, so we're looking to see whether it's Dre that never do this and why never do it, and it's long time you never try sabotage me. And, you know, it's just jealousy. Why, you know, am I talking to myself or is that a reality that we really want to look outside? And if we can't find that specific individual, look at the system. Uh, system, This is a fight against, please. System, you know, know, whatever it is. If the government do this and there must be some force that has caused us to be in the state that we are in now. This thing that I wanted hasn't happened. Somebody must be responsible. Yeah? And so we look to push the blame on people and, and somebody, and something. And the benefit of that is that it gives us a space to breathe. It provides us with some kind of a comfort but I'm suggesting that the strategy that I'm advocating required a hard requires a hard note dispassionate look at what influence we we have had or fail to have why this situation turned out like this why things haven't gone the way that we expected or wanted it to go so this is hard. This even seem insensitive uh, in terms of the strategy. Um, and I want to look at some areas um, that might come to my mind, might come to your mind, as to make it clear um, that the situation that I'm looking at might not be even of our doing, deliberate. You know, everybody can look at it and say, okay, it's because I'm a study why, you know, get into the right. Sometimes it's not as easy to connect the dots like that. Yeah? But I'm suggesting even when it's not your fault, it's not your, your doing, we still need to ask the questions. And I'm going to have two cases, that, or a couple of cases that we can look at to see a situation where we could look at it and say, no, man, you could never blame a man for that. No, it's not, not his fault. No, sir. And, but still, still, this exercise of looking to see is there a little role yeah, that we could have played 
or that we played that caused the problem or influenced the problem in some way. So, <clears throat> dig deep, leave beer. <laughs> what you have done or not done that might have produced or influenced the situation. Examining whether we have responsibility for the position in which we find ourselves is the foundation on which meaningful action must be grounded. Hold that thought, Trevor. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, the conversation continues right here on The Nation Schoolist. We'll be right back. Cool 97 Radio. Singles live on The Nation Schoolist, Cool 97 FM. Tonight's topic, when things don't go as planned or expected. Trevor E. Smith is with us tonight and we're moving into a talk segment, a portion of the talk segment that is sponsored by Evergrow Garden Center. When you want it to grow, call the pro. Remember, they are the experts located at 12 South Avenue in Kingston. Let them help you master your home gardening skills, nurture beautiful, healthy plants. It's the perfect way to de-stress while you mold that gift of green thumbs and encourage the love of nature in your family. And remember, you can call them up at 906-9916 or 906-9160. Trevor, let's right go. Here. Yes. <laughs> right. So, picking up from where we're talking about mm-hmm. this examination, this is a challenging yes, part of our discourse. It is. <laughs> where we're saying, look at your role. Look at well, what influence you might have had in the disappointment, why things haven't turned out the way um, you expected. And human nature, we are designed to protect ourselves, you know, not only physically, but also mentally, psychologically. And emotionally, and so yeah. It is com- comforting for us to believe that the situation is out of our control. It was not our fault. Yeah? I mean, we're not God, we're just human. So what is this I'm talking about in terms of taking responsibility for what is going on or what happened in the situation? Yeah. And so another thing, even if we take some responsibility, we also want to take comfort to point out that we did our best. There's nothing more I could have done about the situation. What do you expect from me? When man has done his best, you know? So those are comfort giving, comfort seeking approaches to disappointment. But mm, mercilessly and with great insensitivity, I'm suggesting tonight that we pull back the veil. Pull back from those I would call them false comforts in a sense. And examine more closely what our role has been or has not been in relation to the situation that confronts us. We're saying what our role has been or what it has not been. In other words, is there something that we could have done that we didn't do? I want to share a little piece of my medical history just (laughs) <laughs> just quickly, um, 
got to get it in the mornings and then just feel, wow, there's a pain in the top of my leg. I kind of feel, did I sleep in the wrong side? Whatever, you know, this, this feels like a muscle contract, but it will go away. No, going on, going on. Someone said, you know, something, this is curious. <laughs> Let me check the doctor. That's when I got the doctor, right? Curiosity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Their back's against the wall. <laughs> or them can't move something or something. <laughs> Don't seem to be working. Right. Anyway, so the doctor says, oh, really? No, man. It's not a muscle contract. Yeah, but I tried this. <laughs> right. Okay. So that's that, that's, a, that's the first part of the story. Right. So, of course, then I start to look at implications of that. Am I going to have to suffer from this pain? It can get worse. I'm going to pay on medication for it. And so, of course, I start to feel sorry for myself. You know, and you, know, you tell your family you love one, and they ask, oh, oh my gosh, nice comforting words. Um, all of that puts me in a, a more comfortable space. Look at what has been visited upon me. Um, I know, and I get all of the affliction and attention. I'm not being insensitive. Yeah, well, a little bit. But <laughs> the, it's just to focus away from the issue, me, my potential role in it. And I'm just suggesting that it made it easier for me in that moment to deal with the problem. But would it solve the problem? No. So let us take it. Further then, looking at me, continuing with my medical history here, I said there's another period now um, where we were serious about our health. You know, changed diet completely. You know, just veg, veg you know, well, um, yeah, change what I ate, lot of exercise and just consciousness about what we're putting into our bodies. And I was driven by clarity about the concept that illnesses come because of acidity in the body. So if you, you know, take the test, you know, here's one of them, you can test urine, you can test saliva, and you could look at the, um, what is something name? <laughs> but you can tell you whether the thing is alkaline or not. Mm-hmm, the body, alkalinity you know, of the body. Yeah, if the, yes. if the, if the body is alkaline you know, you're not going to experience a lot of ill health. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, basically, what had happened is that we had slacked off. And doctors was pointing out, no, not well. These are the consequences not that you have to pay off. because you slacked off. Mm-hmm, the role, the your role that you played. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, the point that, the way I'm raising this is that I could get a lot of comfort from saying, look at what has happened to me. You know, this is what happens to people. People get sick. So I, you know, I have arthritis now. Oh my gosh. What a sad story. However, if I did not confront the fact or accept the fact that maybe if I had continued to be diligent about my eating, about my mind, all of those kind of things. Maybe this situation 
would not arise. I'm here to tell you, no, as I must see it now, I don't have that problem. You know, because I've gone back <laughs> to, be, to, to, to diligence in terms of what I eat and how I go about my daily. So that, that's an example. And I know somebody might be saying, what are you talking about? You know, it's not everything that comes because of my carelessness or so on. You know, God is in charge and God can cause, allow anything can happen to you. I hear that. Um, and I accept it. And I'm not being insensitive in saying that, okay, fine, every illness people have is because of something that they did or didn't do. Ask the question anyway. Ask the question. Dig deep. Find out is there something that you either did or did not do that could have contributed to the situation. And it helps us to better understand it. And also, if there's an answer, if there's a solution, if there's a corrective process, then it can lead us to that. That, that. That's basically where I'm going with this. Yeah? But when we cover up, and sometimes, when, maybe when I, I shouldn't use the word cover up because it might not be deliberate, because um, it's automatic that we look outside of ourselves in terms of what role contributed to it. We tend to look for external factors, look to people, systems, our act of God is not ours. We don't take responsibility for events. <clears throat> that's that's a problem. Um, all right. <laughs> when you cover up and hide behind only human, I've done my best thinking, we're not going to get any closer to resolving or even handling the issue. Because pretense never ever resolves an issue. It gives us a little period of time, however long that period is, but it doesn't solve the problem. Now, I'm not saying that we have total control over what happens to us. And I accept that we struggle with spiritual forces, and a lot of stuff is outside of our control. And I'm aware of the situation. Yes, you can say to me, what about the man born blind and all of that, fear and all that. But tonight, you know, let us not look at the, ex, you know, extreme situations and the acts of God. Let's look at our reality. Yes. Uh, I'm just saying if we are willing to hold ourselves accountable when things don't go as expected or as we desire or we plan, we put ourselves in a great position to deal with the issue. Yeah. So I looked at health, started by looking at my own health, and it might seem... Um, that it is unreasonable because most people that will you know, say that health is outside of our control. Yet doctors increasingly point out that what we eat, what we think, and how we live are the most important factors determining the type of health we enjoy. Right, so this is not our health program. I'm not going to go down that road. <laughs> but I just want to say that <laughs> some of the health issues, and I shared mine, to show that I'm not insensitive to what's going on. But even things like diabetes, they say that dietary disease, it is something that 
it's caused by what we eat yeah. and what we put into our bodies will actually determine what happens to the progress of the disease. Similarly, hypertension is a, is a, is a um, lifestyle disease. Is it, you know, so stress, exercise, diet, weight, all of those kind of things can impact either bringing it on or controlling it. So <clears throat> what we're saying is that get to the root cause of a problem. Um, if you do that, you've got a very good idea of how to deal with it. Dig in deep to find out what we did or did not do. Mm-hmm with respect to our given issue, uh, gives us a head start in finding answers. But I want to move to a big <laughs> mountain one, which is interpersonal relations. Yeah. Um, interpersonal relations is an area in which a lot of heartfelt disappointment. True. <laughs> true, true. I think that that here affects affects a, 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 a lot of us, and deeply, and deeply wound us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, many resort to drastic responses mm-hmm. that they might later regret. Yeah, you know? I, I mentioned the song before. You know what? That is part of it. That causes all that was some love songs that make it sound as if you can't live without them and you know, you're my world my life. <laughs> the one that says, My world came to an end. You know that yeah. song, Dre? <laughs> I, co- I can't go on without you. Right. Uh, <laughs> I, can't live I cannot is live if living is without you. Don't, yeah. them kind of things there. Yeah. Mm? yeah. So that's it. And that reinforces in people's minds, you know, this sense that there can be some outcome that you didn't plan for. Mm-hmm. You can't move beyond. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So others yeah, lose their will to entertain future relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, this person, you know, betray me and, uh, you know, carry me up the tree and <laughs> walk out, you know, and I'm not putting myself at risk anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you have people that might be even listening to me right now. That is not space. They're not entering into mm-hmm. any more serious relationship. Relationship at all. Yes. Yeah, Never they have done. retired. They have, yep. they have retired from it. And, and, and even young individuals too. Yeah. I think I, I I I just I don't want to put a gender, but I think this is something that a lot of women um, um, tend to do um, when they have gone through tumultuous relationships. Is to just um, some of them may just take care of their children and just call it quits and say, you know what, this is it for me. I'm going to spend my the rest of my life serving my Creator and the man thing. Mm-hmm. We just part that up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Can't bother um, with no man no more. <laughs> Men at pause very early. That's that that's 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 a reality. Mm-hmm, it is. Um, others it is. lose their capacity to to cope with life itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there is a grudging, you know, that you have a bitterness. You know, if you 
hear the person's name. <laughs> yeah, you, you feel the bile, bile coming out. And never ever get over that disappointment. Mm-hmm. So betrayal is 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 perhaps the most awful experience that comes out of interpersonal relationships. You know, so the thing broke down the relationship broke down but it broke down because of betrayal um, and the, part of the reason why betrayal is so hurtful is that it involves the breaching of trust you know, you can't be, you can't betray me if in the first place you didn't have my trust mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. have my trust and then you betray my trust that's hard that's hard and so people um, have a challenge, especially when they are betrayed in a relationship. But I want to look at three of the most <laughs> um, challenging betrayals that you can think of and, and to see if we can learn anything from being victims in betrayal. I want to look at some of them. These are by the people, by the way. <laughs> it's not necessarily... Um, Male, female. I want to look at David. Right? So King David, right? But before he was king. So David, believe you me, I, I've never seen a more loyal person. So David was loyal to King Saul to an unbelievable extent. Extent. Um, remember now David is the man that saved the nation from the Philistines, slain Goliath, right? However, Saul actively sought to kill David as a matter of fact. He threw his spear at him to put him to the wall. So that was a clear betrayal of the trust of this loyal soldier. Saul, Saul goes now to relieve himself in a cave. Remember now he's, hunt, he's on the hunt with his army. David, David is there, whatever. He's going there. And then he goes into a cave. David happened to be hiding in there with his men. Um, David sneaks up, cut off a little piece of his gown. Um, but Saul is at his mercy. And David's men are saying, Seema, deal with him. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yet still, David is remorsefully saying, man, how could I have done this thing to cut off? But the point was to show Saul that I have nothing, I have no plans to harm you. Look, I could have killed you. Mm-hmm. Here is the proof. I want us to put ourselves in, 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 in David's shoes for a minute. Remember this man, this, this review would come kill the giant. People adore him, love him. He's trusted. Um, so I'll give him you know, responsibility. He's one going wonderful. Everything is going well for him. And through no fault of his, he's here now, hiding around in dark places, constantly on the run, fearing for his life. No question, he would have been disappointed about the turn of events. Yet he restrained himself 
and surrendered his actions to a, to a higher, higher authority. Yeah. That is a lesson for us, I think, especially when you think about our violence, our domestic violence especially. Think about it. How many of us have been so badly hurt as to what Saul did to David. And David gets his chance, not only hurt in terms of his psychology, but actually physically threatening his life. And here it is that David has a chance, but David said, no man. I am responsible to a higher authority. I am going to have my mind related to that and not to this potentially emotions that I'm going through, the feelings that I'm having right now. I don't know what you think, but the ability to look outside of ourselves and to look to something bigger, look, look beyond the immediate circumstances. Because in those circumstances, emotions are at the top. We're not thinking rationally. Mm-mm. Hold that thought, Trevor. Hold that thought. Okay, Let me do good. this. I want to remind you that, no, we're not there as yet. Just want to take this credit. want to remind you that this talk segment is brought to you by Evergo Garden Center. Remember, as Jamaicans, we must continue our efforts to grow what we eat and eat what we grow. And at Evergo, we are the ultimate one-stop shop where you can get everything for your farm, whether it's commercial or or just your small farming, your gardening and growing needs. Remember, you can call them up at 906-9916 or 906-9160. You can also follow them on Instagram at Evergrow Garden Center and also uh, on their Facebook page. Back into the conversation with uh, Trevor. Um, just watching the conversation that is happening inside um, the Mixelar chat room. And, um, you know, Fresh Fluffy Diva is saying sometimes when these things happen in terms of betrayal, um, hurt, um, pain and anger, uh, sometimes it's just taking um, one step at a time, one day at a time and taking baby steps. Um, um, and for some people, the rebuilding um, takes longer than some and she says, what I did was the rebuilding is what was interesting um, for her. Um, so even the rebuilding itself, just to know that you're taking one step and you're rebuilding, you're getting over. You may not fully get over, but you are in the process. That too, Trevor, um, can be, 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 some, be some comfort to a lot of individuals to know that, hey, I am not where I used to be. That's the operative thing. I am not back there. I am here and I'm moving towards there um, to get over our disappointments. Yeah. Mm -hmm. One of the things we need to look at is what we call the trajectory. Mm -hmm. where, where is it going? Not forget this. Well, you can't forget it, but what I'm saying is what is more important than the current state yeah. is the direction of the movement. Yes, yes. So even if you take one step. Yeah. You're better off than 
than where you were. Yeah, true that. I I tell you, I have some really smart people inside the Mixalar chat room. Um, Guys, thank you so much for participating. Um, It's always good to hear your thoughts and the way that you're sharing with each other in there and keeping each other's company as we are learning from you and you're learning from us also. Awesome stuff. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Yep. So the, where we were is this higher authority that looking outside of us, mm-hmm. looking outside of the circumstances. You know, there's a question I would suggest that people could ask: Is that what would God have me to do? What would God have me to do? That's an important question. All right. So <laughs> uh, that's just one of them. I'm just suggesting though that David. Um, looked at a higher order despite all of the challenges mm-hmm. that were presented to him. As a mm-hmm. matter of fact, if he had killed Saul, it could be considered self-defense. He could have said, yeah, this man is, mm-hmm. you know, throw a spear at me, here it is, his arm is here. No, I'm backed up in the cave, he's come to finish the job. So, that's it. Um, when I look at Joseph, yes, we know the Joseph situation. Let's talk about it. Where Joseph was basically sold into slavery by his brothers. Mm-hmm. His One raw flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. That was his family. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So, mm-hmm. push the story forward. Um, Joseph rises to second in power in Egypt. Famine, brothers come um, to buy food. Joseph recognizes them. They they clearly don't recognize Joseph. So Joseph could just wipe them out easily. Or if he don't want to have any blood on his hand, he could just refuse to sell them the food and starve out, you know, to death. So. The, the part that I love about this story is 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 when Joseph is is comforting them. He said, "No man, you guys don't feel bad. This thing was designed. You know, if you never did that, how would I be in this position in order to save the nation?" Mm. He's comforting them. These are people that threw him into the system. You know, these are, these are people, oh my gosh, his family. And yes, silly saying to them, no man, I'm going to feel bad, man. What is going on? It's cool, man. That is where I'm saying. Think on these things. Think of people that are so close to you, blood relatives, and yet still you are able to overlook this. Another one is Esau. <laughs> Lord, believe you, if you ever talk about a dysfunctional family. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, mother sets up his brother, take away his birthright, fool his father into giving him his blessing. So, the situation I want him. Um, 
bring out tonight is where they're about to meet up now. Father died, etc., etc. Jacob is in a position now where he hears that Esau is coming and he starts to send well, the people that can be most easily sacrificed along with the good goodies to try and assuage Esau because he's absolutely sure that Esau is going to try to kill him or harm him in some way. And so he gave all his things and Esau said to him, what is all of this stuff that you're sending with? Said, no man, I want to, you know, give this out to you. He said, I said, no man, cool. They are my things, man. They are right. No need your things. It's okay. Be cool. Man, take away. It's, when you understand the birthrighting, you have to understand that you're depriving the man of the future, basically. That's what it is. In those times, the birthright, the firstborn had opportunities, <laughs> unbelievable. You take away that. So you can understand that Esau couldn't be very pleased with that outcome. So um, Jacob expect that the man's wrath is going to be, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. unleashed Being against him. him. Yes. And Esau said, no, man, sorry. No one to think. I've done well for myself. Those I just raised these cases because, and, and there's another side I want to talk about, push forward with the time now, um, but is that you could have mega disappointment, but yet still there's a higher calling, there's a, somehow you can rise above that disappointment and make wise choices. I'm throwing it out there that it is possible that you can be hurt, you can be disappointed, but that you can lift yourself above the situation. And part of what is involved there is you have to stop, step back, cool down the feelings so that rationality can come in, clear your mind, and then take another look at the situation. And my suggestion is that you look at it solely from the position of what it is that you did, did not do, and as we will see, can do now. That's, that's a way forward for me. I don't know <clears throat> um, how you feel about it, but no matter how innocent you think that you have been in what has taken place, I still think you should go back and just look at the issue. Try to find some little thing that you did or did not do that could have made a difference. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm spending a lot of time belaboring the point because it goes to the very core of our Christian stewardship and is central to every facet of our daily living. It is this approach that, you know, we go back to David, I love to talk about this mm-hmm. situation where David said, and you know the song, right? Um, search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me, and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. So that is the kind of attitude. Is is there something that I'm missing, missing. that I could have done? 
I'm going to I'm going to ask you to hold that thought, Trevor. Let sure. me take this break, and then when we come back, um, let us see what is happening with our friends inside the Mixalar chat room. Um, let us take the break. We'll be right back. Cool ninety seven radio. Are you on the Cool 97FM mailing list? Cool 97FM mailing list? Get, get coolers. Get, get coolers every month in your inbox and join the inner circle. Sign up on cool97fm.com. Read, watch, like, comment, share, subscribe. Read, watch, like, comment, share, subscribe. 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 Singles Live on the Nation's Coolest, Cool 97 FM. And the reminding you that this talk segment is brought to you by Evergrow Garden Center. When you want it to grow, call the pro. Remember, their friendly staff is ready to help you with everything you need for your beautiful home gardens, your farm. Remember, you can get your ceramic pots, fertilizers, seedlings, trays, um, everything you need, greenhouse structures, irrigation supplies, everything you need for your farm, your home, your gardens. Remember, Evergo Garden Center located at 12 South Avenue, Kingston 10. Call them up at 906-9916 or 906-9160. You can also follow them on their Instagram page at Evergo Garden and also uh, Facebook at Evergo Garden Center. Um, turning our attention for a minute to our friends joining us via the World Wide Web. Principal of the Mixalar chat room is saying, when I find, I find when I do things and don't put God first, nine out of ten times, it causes me grief. It causes me grief. And um, one of one of my mantras is that when you know better, you do better. And doing right is most of the times, I wouldn't say all of the times, when you do right, it is, it protects you. It protects you, it, it protects you, it protects you. It's one of the biggest fleet of security <laughs> that, you can, that you can have when you do right. Yes, when you do right. Um, it protects you emotionally, physically, and otherwise. It may not always be easy. Because sometimes the road to do the right thing takes courage, a lot of courage, uh, but it, but you are protected. Yes, so do right. Yep. Yes. Whatever does not proceed from fear is sin. So let's move again now to look at our friends, um, Joseph, David, and he's, uh, so we just big them up. Um, maybe giving them a clean bill of health. So, how it is now that I'm going to say that they should put themselves, or if we were to put them through what I'm suggesting, that we're examining to find out what it is that we did or did not do that could have contributed to the situation. So, let's look at all of them. Let's look at Joseph. You know, go, go back to the the Bible to look at it, Genesis 37 and verse 5 says, Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and, <laughs> and they hated him even more. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So the dream, the two dreams, you know, but basically what they, what they indicated or the interpretation would be is that they would be subjected to 
to Joseph. These are bigger people than him. But he would, they would be bowing down. They would be, as turned out in the end. But the point is, what if David, what if um, Joseph had not shared his dream? A bigger point as well. I don't know how he could have done this, but the father, spoiled, you know, loved him more and made it clear to the others that he was special. All you know, the quote he gave the man, all of those things. I don't know if Joseph could have said, "No, Daddy, you know, take back your love. You know, don't don't <laughs> no. give it to me alone, <laughs> because, <laughs> because I don't, you know, spread it out." Uh, Joseph's father needed to go change in parenting style. Exactly. <laughs> the family is one of the most dysfunctional families. Now. <laughs> Who does that? Right. Well, so well, but you see, I understand what I'm saying, though, mm-hmm. is that if. Joseph referred to do the introspection. He could have said, you know something, I know God revealed what was going to happen. But we never have a big man face. You know, we could have just leave it alone. I would know, but I wouldn't have to share it with them. Because even his father, his loving father, was kind of deeply concerned that he, that he shared his dream. All right. The hard one now, and the people would say, no, you're getting unreasonable now, is the David situation. And we're looking at First Samuel 18 and verse um, 7. And the women sang to one another as they celebrated. Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. This is after uh, some victory. The women start to sing how wonderful um, David is that David killed, you know, <clears throat> that Saul killed thousands, but David killed ten thousand. That's when Saul got jealous and said, "What is this?" You know, no, no, <laughs> and and that's when basically David's death warrant was signed because of jealousy. So, what could David have done? I don't know really, but let us I'm just thinking about the possibilities. What if he could have said to the woman, No, you can't sing that you're mad. Stop that. <laughs> don't that nonsense. But Saul killed kill million and David killed one. No. Why should why should one have to 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 to, to, to massage another person's ego to do what is right? Anyway, that's uh, a different. Let, let us. Let us. Let, let I us. don't know what is right, but I'm just saying to you that people might know if you read behaviors, you can know that this wouldn't go down well with Saul. And yes, I don't need this. I, I you know, I'm comfortable in myself. I don't need to be lauded by people. So no, stop. No, no. Since you can cause this problem, cool out. No, nobody with that song. Change the lyrics, please. <laughs> That's possible. Change the lyrics. Yeah. And hopefully that would have helped. Hopefully that's the word. Yeah. Well, at least it wouldn't have triggered this, this bit of jealousy and so on, you know. So, yeah. So, so David killed 10,000, but that is not even a fraction of what Saul killed. Okay, fine. That's a new lyric. <laughs> All right. Esau. Well, Esau one is probably easier. All right. So, then Esau... Give um, then Jacob gave Esau bread and lentil soup, stew, and he ate it and drank and rose and went on his way. 
Um, and it is that hope, that way that Esau despised his birthright. So he came back hungry, saw Jacob with some stew and said, well, give me the stew and the stew. And Jacob said, well, you have to give me a birthright. Esau, his father says, what's the point? I'm going to die, the birthright, I mean anything to me. <laughs> so give me the food. You can't take the birthright. Of course, later on, he's absolutely distraught when he hears that his father has given the blessings to <clears throat> Jacob. So I'm, I'm showing you know that people that are held up as examples of how to deal with disappointment, look to a higher order, etc. Actually, if you trace it back and they ask questions, they could have seen things that could have been done to have changed the outcome. So that's, that's the concept. So the beauty is that when we strip away the covering, the path to a resolution becomes much clearer. Yeah. And that kind of self-analysis shows the poor me victim of circumstances, that kind of thinking, throw that out the window and actually points the way to the solution. And that is so even if it is not our fault. All right, let me jump to uh, <clears throat> the next step. So having gone through the process now, we change our mindset, we do the deep dive to find out, is there something I don't know what it is that I could have done or didn't do. Or we now get to the point of trying to identify what needs to be done. Yeah. But before we go on, I don't hear anything from Brother Dre. Our Dre's over there Dre. taking notes. I don't hear anything from him. I don't understand. Normally, draw me up and say, Trevor, no, man. No, man. Mm-hmm. That's not sound right. No, you're making sense, sir. <laughs> <For kids. laughs> <Of course. laughs> All right. So, yeah, so we go through that exercise um, as to what we ought to, might have, whatever. Done. The question is how we want to move forward from where we are now. Um, Reinforce the point. Once you're dealing with human beings, you're going to be disappointed at some point. Um, even though what is happening is not of my doing, but I have to be realistic and understand that this is just a human thing. Yeah. What we need to do is to get rid of some of that, if you want to call it reality thinking. Yeah, what we call reality. Sometimes when people say, you know, you have to face reality. Sometimes it's a coupled to really face reality. Yeah. And so we need to replace that kind of thinking with the basic question. If the situation is to be adequately addressed, what ought to be done? So mm-hmm. here we are now, birthright soul. Here we are now, on the run. After us with his army, 
Here we are now in prison. God has sold us out. We are there. What happens now? That's the question. And I like to suggest that we ask that question without any constraints. What do I mean by that? No, but I say, you know, we could have solved the problem if I had a hacks or a blade to cut myself out of prison. No matter think about the resources or the limitations or whatever. Just try to see if you, I like the magic one idea. If you had a magic one, how could that problem be solved? So, if it is even just a theory that might help people to get, get there, is that theoretically, you know, this could happen. That's where I want us to go. To look at what are the possibilities, even if they seem remote or like we're just dreaming. Yeah? So, the question does not deal with the issue of who is to do and what it is that they are supposed to do. It just wants to identify how this thing could be addressed. Again, maybe it's, it's just in theory, if that will make you feel more comfortable. So if we're dealing with this medical challenge, how could it be dealt with theoretically, if you want? What, what are the paths to um, getting out of it? If we have a challenge with respect to getting a good job, how could this situation be addressed? Again, if you want to add the words theoretically, because I want you to open your mind to possibilities. They want you to say, well, I don't have any certificates, so how can I expect to get that? Don't put any limitations. Just dream. Huh? Something has not gone the way you wanted in a relationship. Maybe you can't see any realistic solution, but just in theory. What do you think could be done if the people and the circumstances were different? That's a key, by the way. Move it from you then. Suppose there were third parties in this situation. How would you advise them? What could they do to get out of it? I know. No, you are so bitter, and you will never ever forgive. And no, that's I know that's not in your DNA right now. But let us say your friend or colleague or some imaginary person was in that situation. What could be done? Suppose you were writing a TV script. How could the character deal with the situation? That's the kind of thinking um, that I would suggest that we go through as we look for a way forward. Because we can trip ourselves with all sorts of limitations, with, you know, with, with, with taking what we know to be. And because we know this, and because we are so wed to these ideas, we're not able to think out of the box. We're not able to bring a new perspective to the situation. And that's why I'm using the word theoretically. And, you know, imagine that you're writing a TV script, all of those things. Yeah. So <clears throat> the trick is 
that we still have to go back to mm-hmm. getting to the ground zero, right? Mm-hmm. That we are really facing reality. That when they go back over that, because I think we drill it through a lot. So, leave yourself out of the picture at the start and just think of a theoretical solution. For someone who you don't even know, I have a grandfather clock here, so, and it's, and it's mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, so how could they have got, get, got, got themselves out of the situation? That's it. All right, so the next step, let me squeeze this in, um, is to develop a plan of action and to implement it. We know downhill, easy now, because we have done all the hard lifting. Right? We come to grips with the problem, our potential role, and how we could have influenced the situation. And now it's just a question now of crafting a plan that we have pulled ourselves away from so that it has enabled us to, to, to think more clearly about the situation. All right. So the question now is us just having the discipline to push forward. Mm-hmm. Even though even though the solution, the path that we have theoretically come up with might sound like poison to us. It's, it's something that we are dead set against because it might mean resolution. It might mean going back on something that you swore you wouldn't do. It might mean transforming your whole lifestyle. It, it might have some serious demands for change or transformation. But if you want to resolve the matter, then you might have to go down that path. And that's where the rubber would hit the road. That, that sometimes we see the way out, we see answers, but man, <laughs> to go down that path, mm-hmm. you no, know, that 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 takes too much. You know, if we like banana bread, and you know, <laughs> it is expanding our girth. <laughs> Uh, we replace it with green juice. It's not quite the same, right? So, yeah, the night eating, give that up. Mm-hmm. Mm, not so easy. Invite back this person into your life <laughs> and be emotionally bonded to them. Mm. Not so easy. That's all to David. <laughs> so, and Joseph. Hmm? That's all to David and Joseph. Right, right, right. But if we, you know, sort of tie down what it is that we have been saying is that disappointment is a reality. It's going to come. Do not plan your life in a way that feels certainty to it because that is definitely a, a direction that's going to carry you to some very hard disappointments that you might not be ready to challenge to, to accept to deal with 
So that's that's the first first layer. So mindset is important. Am I ever saying here that you must just walk looking over your shoulder? Every decision you make, fearing, you know, chicken very hard. No, no, and that's not that's not where I'm going. Where I'm going is that plan and be committed and be driven. But in all of that, mm-hmm. have a sense that it might not turn out the way that you want. And that you're ready for that. Mm-hmm. Some people actually go and have their plan B, C, D, E, F, go down the road. Um, others think that, no, I, I don't want to do that because it might distract me and don't have me feel totally committed to plan A. So I'm not even thinking of any alternative because plan A. And I understand that mindset. But going to that commitment to plan A with, uh, even though you don't call it B, C, and D, have an understanding that Q and R, Z <laughs> might actually be the reality. All right, so that's, that is one. And the other thing would be to look at our role. What is it that we did or could have done that could influence the, the situation? That's the hard work. And we have given you some examples where we hold, held up people like David and to say, yeah, could he have stopped the people from singing, changing the lyrics, which would have changed the circumstances? So yeah, harsh, ridiculous. The man is coming back from war. What role would he ever have to go think of changing some lady celebrating, you know, the song that they're singing. That's not in, in somebody's thought. But if you look at it, it's something that you could have done. Yeah. Harsh. I understand. But I'm just saying to you that that could have influenced the turn of events. Examine. Just look at it. Even though you're dead sure that it's not your fault, do the exercise. Now, having done the exercise, you're going to start you know, to look at um, what needs to be done. How do we get out of this? And the key here might be to remove yourself and just think in theory. What could be? Maybe you remove the people out of it and to say, if this situation was happening to somebody, Maybe I'm, I, I have even went to the point of saying you write a TV script. Put the people in a play, put them in a TV script. How could they get out of it? Is there a way to resolve this? And the last thing is to, when that way emerges, and it might be challenging, it might be the last thing they want to do in life, if you want resolution, then do it. I should even I should even put it that way. I should say, do it because it is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you might not want resolution. Mm-hmm. You are so dense. I would say, do it because, because it, is it is the, the right thing, thing to, do. to do. And that thing, when you're doing the right thing, 
takes courage, a lot of courage. Pushing your feelings aside, those fe- fetching up those feelings and tying them up and says, listen, I am going to do the right thing. Um, Trevor E. Smith. Here. I thank you so, so much. We went to school, we went to church, we went to Bible studies. We went to a, a tip bit of um, psychology in there also. And I must say that we want to thank you so much. Um, I thank you so, so much for your insight and having us look at things um, from a different perspective. It is always good, your twist on things. Sometimes not easy, but at least it has opened our minds to view things differently. And so once again, we want to say thank you so much. Thank um, you, Anne. Yes. And thank you so much. And on to then. I want to say thank you so much to Evergrow Garden Center. Remember, when you want it to grow, call the pro. Located at uh, 12 South Avenue in Kingston. Remember to follow us on Instagram and our Facebook page at Evergrow Garden. And thank you so much. Cool 97. Radio.